Good morning, and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Jared Pollard, and I am the Youth and Worship Pastor here at Abundant Life Church. This podcast is intended to impart faith and courage for us to become the hands and feet of Jesus in our everyday lives. We truly believe that the best is yet to come. Good morning, and welcome to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. So glad that you guys are with us for one of our American Dream in the COVID quarantine episodes. The That's exactly right. The quarantine edition of, of our podcast. This, <laughs> this is the quarantine edition <laughs> of Miracle Healing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is right. But I do have vision to live the American Dream while in a COVID quarantine. Yeah. And uh, good news about that is that technology today, you can do ministry from home. You can lead a lot of things from home. I, I, but I'm not going to try preaching from home. So, Pastor Jared, you're going to you batter up again. You know what I'm saying? Batter up. So, batter up. So, uh, we have been talking about miracle healing. And I, I feel like this subject is so timely. The Bible is so full of stories, principles, and truths and teachings on miracle healing. And I want to use a story that can become a teaching for us today to discuss how miracle healing happens today. Now, um, in this week's podcast, we've been um, talking a lot about the Lord is our physician, mm-hmm. um, can be in a some of the natural ways He's given us. We, we heal while we sleep. We heal um, when we exercise and rest. We heal when we eat right. We he- You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But this one is specifically about how to access the person of the Holy Spirit to super empower and supercharge um, and override a physical situation for miracle healing that is can only be explained by it's a miracle, okay? So I want to use John chapter 11, verses 41 through 44, and this is the story of Lazarus. And I want to look at how Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. By the way, um, I have never um, actually been used of God to raise a person from the dead. The closest I've ever come to this is um, uh, a guy was in the uh, hospital and his kidneys had shut down, his liver shut down, his lungs had shut down. And the doctor said, say your goodbyes. Um, it's time. He was, he was an older man. So he said he's he's older. It's time. So, so prepare yourself. But but the wife wasn't ready, and she demanded that I bring him back. How, how do you like that? How, how do you? <laughs> I just like to be in a situation where you're in the you're in ICU, and the wife makes a demand on you as the pastor to bring him back. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. So so. I, I, she was, what she was doing is making a demand on my faith. And um, so I laid hands on him and I spoke into his spirit. He was in a coma. And I said, I'm going to lay hands on you and I'm going to pray for you. And your lungs are going to restart. Your kidney's going to restart and your liver's going to restart. And you're going to come out of this coma. And that's awesome. And by the way, uh, that guy came out of there. That's awesome. And was released from the hospital shortly thereafter. And went on to live for, matter of fact, uh, they moved away before I was, I don't know if he's still alive today, but it was years, what I'm trying to say. That's awesome. Um, so that's the closest I've ever come to seeing a person, a, a dead 
raised from the dead. So, but let's look at the story of when Jesus did, and we want to learn from his methodology. So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around me that they may believe that you sent me. Now, I want to stop right there. The biggest mistake I often see Christians make in the area of miracle healing is they try to get healed by intercessory prayer. Hmm. Pause. Why is that a mistake? Take, just just give, your, give your immediate reaction, Pastor. Why yeah. is that a mistake? Well, you know, I believe, not just believe, Scripture tells us um, that God has given us authority, but at the same time, there is, there's a limitation to our authority, um, and that's, that's by His Spirit. Um, you know, you can get into the big conversation that we probably don't want to get into today about God's will, um, but there is uh, a certain amount of responsibility that fully relies on God. It really doesn't rely on us. So what we see then is when, when we're, if, uh, let me just say it practically, if you're trying to get people healed through intercessory prayer, you're going to see some results mm -hmm. because God answers prayer. Yeah, absolutely. But you, it's going to be hit and miss, and you're going to be discouraged. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's, um, it's not going to be consistent. Mm -hmm. If you want to increase your consistency, you're going to have to do it the way Jesus did it. Yes. Yeah. Notice that he's not praying for Lazarus's healing. Mm. He's saying, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. He's right. building his faith. That's right. I know that you always hear me. He's building faith in the room. But I said this on account of the people standing around me, that they may believe you sent me. He's building the faith yeah. of everybody watching him. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. He's doing intercessory prayer. Now, we do intercessory prayer for building faith, and I, I practice intercessory prayer. I pray for my family, you know, um, and, uh, and, and I, I do all kinds of things by intercessory prayer. But miracle healing happens most often, and more consistently, when you follow Jesus's pattern, when, and the scripture says, when he said these things, mm -hmm. he cried out with a loud voice. Now, there's another one. A lot of people think that the key to healing is yelling. <laughs> a lot of people think the, the key to getting rid of a demon is yelling. And, yeah. and, uh, and I've kind of learned it's okay to yell, <laughs> but, I, you know. A lot of the times honestly, it's the personality of that person coming out. Uh, most of the time, it's the personality of the person mm -hmm. that's coming through. So there's no secret in the volume of your voice, okay? <laughs> but Jesus, in this case, did use volume, I'm assuming. He's talking to more than people here. Okay, mm -hmm. but he yelled out, Lazarus, come out. Mm -hmm. And the man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with strips, and his face wrapped with clothes, and Jesus said, unbind him and let him go. Notice how Jesus raised him from the dead, and notice how he healed people. He heals people. He commanded it. Mm -hmm. Lazarus, come out. He commanded it. You'll see more miracle healings when you start commanding things mm -hmm. than if you're just asking God to do it all. It's a, a simple illustration of this would be, Dad, can you, can you tie my shoes for me? Mm. Oh, sure, son. Tie your shoes. 
come around another, you know, a month later. Dad, can you tie my shoes for me? Yeah, sure, son. Time again. Come around a month later. Dad, well, how long does that go on <laughs> until the dad says, let me teach you to tie your shoes? Mm-hmm. See, at the, at the cert, at an appropriate age, the dad's response changes from, oh, sure, son, I'll tie your shoes, to let me teach you how to tie your own shoes. Mm-hmm. And then you can practice tying those shoes. See? And so uh, now it's not a one and done. I I had to teach my children. I said, look, you do this and this and this. Now practice that. Mm -hmm. And then they might come, you know, come over and say, Dad, I tried it, but I couldn't get it. Okay, well, let's work on it again. You do this and this and this. But would you agree with me that if out of frustration, I just got tired of teaching my kid how to tie his own shoes and I just decided I'll just tie them? Yeah, I just, that that would be a failure on my part as a dad. That yes. that would be yeah. That, that it, it because they could end up twelve years old and still and, not know yeah. how to tie their shoes. It's true. See what I'm saying? So the the more responsible thing to do as a dad is I'm going to teach you how to tie your shoes. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father is going to teach you how to do the miracle healing through the power. Of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10 38, Jesus went around doing good, healing all who were oppressed, for God was with him. Mm -hmm. See, he was doing the healing by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not through a mystical power, it's not through a a, a new age power, it's not through human soul. It is because I have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit working through my voice, working through my hands. A, A thing we've been seeing of late. In Abundant Life Churches, we've been laying hands on people, and there has been this crazy manifestation of heat going through people's bodies. That it, and then when it's done, they're healed. We don't control the heat. That's just the Holy Spirit manifesting himself. What we do control is we speak, be healed in the name of Jesus. Uh, joint, joint, joints be healed in the name of Jesus. Disease be gone in the name of Jesus. Lungs open up in the name of Jesus. We use those commands, then the Holy Spirit manifests those things. So the how is we must move from intercession to commanding. That's good. Did I go too deep? No. That's is, is, is that is that this this is one of the was one of the hardest things for me to grasp. But once I grasped it mm-hmm. and started practicing it, I began to see a much greater consistency mm-hmm. in the, the, both the number of people that were healed when I mm-hmm. prayed, as well as the gravity of healings. In other yeah. words, you know, moving from little pains being removed from people's bodies to blind eyes being opened or yeah. deaf ears being opened. Yeah. And I was just at a, uh, a, a meeting where uh, something spurred this question in me, um, I see a lot of people get healed. If I can, if I discern that there is a demon that's causing a sickness, that's a quick healing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the problem is, you know, you have to discern. Sometimes it's a demon. Sometimes it's a disease. Sometimes it's a bug. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's a sports injury. But the ones where I discern, oh, this is a spirit, those healings go fast for me. Yeah. So I was asking the Lord, um, why is it so much easier for me to rebuke a demon than it is for me to rebuke a disease. Mm. 
And I believe the Lord spoke to me. And he said, that's because you've been commanding demons from the day you got saved, mm. 15 years old. Mm. And, um, and, and I, was, I was demonized, so mm -hmm. I had to command some demons to get undemonized. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and so um, I've been practicing telling demons to leave me alone um, and then later practicing telling demons to leave other people alone mm -hmm. uh, since just all these years, years and years and years of practice when yeah. I need to. Yeah. But it's only in recent years I've been practicing commanding diseases yeah. to leave. Yeah. And so the Lord's shown me, well, it's practice. It's like yeah. tying your shoes. You've got a lot more practice in this area than you do this other area. You've mm -hmm. got a lot more skill in this area and therefore a lot more faith. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So you're growing your faith yeah. um, in commanding disease yeah. to leave. Yeah. I, um, you know... I'm yeah, kind of getting a picture in my mind that I think is worth sharing. Um, you yeah. know, for a lot of people, when you when you get into intercession and you talk about that as one of your focuses of prayer, I think a lot of the times we look at that and you know, God gives us an impartation; He gives us a deposit to be able to do intercession. I think everybody who does intercessory prayer would agree that a lot of the times it's based off of an experience that they had, and that's why that's why they pursue intercessory prayer. Um, that's why they do that. And, you know, a lot of the times I think we can get stuck in that mindset of God gave me a deposit and from this one deposit is where I can minister from. And the, the picture I'm kind of being given is that's kind of like having a battery pack. You know, you got some power in that. There's some juice in there. Um, that is, is going to power what you're doing. You're going to see some response, but just like you were describing, you you can get frustrated, um, doing that because eventually with a battery, you'll run out, you'll run out of power that's there. And it's not that God becomes insufficient. Um, it, that's the personal responsibility that I was kind of referring to earlier, but when you shift into a command, you no longer can do that on battery power. You have to be a conduit. Um, you have to be a, a steady flow. Um, and what it does, and, and this is how we teach people, if somebody gets healed, it's on God. If somebody doesn't get healed, it's not necessarily that it's God's fault, but it was dependent upon God um, and not just on those deposits that were made. Yeah, so what you're doing is when you command a disease to be healed or you command a demon to leave or you command a joint to be fixed, um, what you're doing then is you're basically yielding yourself mm -hmm. as a vessel yes. of the Holy Spirit who loves to increase your authority. Yeah. See, he, he loves to increase your authority. And, and, and now, you know, I don't go around ordering God <laughs> as my head butler. That's not what this is about. As a matter of fact, what we know is the only authority I have is because I'm completely submitted. And yes. that's Matthew 8, right? Yes. That's the centurion. The centurion said to Jesus, the centurion in Matthew 8 was watching Jesus heal people, and he had figured it out. And yeah. he said, I see what's going down here. So when he had a servant sick and he needed him healed, he said, Jesus, my, my servant's sick. Can you heal him? And Jesus said, well, I will come and heal him. And the centurion said, that's not necessary. I'm not worthy that you come under my roof, he said, but I recognize what's going on here. He said, because I'm a centurion and I have generals over me, I have people who command me, and then I command people underneath me. He said, and I see that's all you're really doing with your miracle healing. 
what he's saying is, I see, Jesus, that you're under the authority of the Father, yeah. and then the Father has given you authority over things like disease and mm-hmm. sickness and demons, and you're just using that authority to command things underneath you. So I get it. So all you have to do is speak a word, my servant will be healed. Yeah. And Jesus looked at that situation and said, I have not seen this kind of faith in anyone who is associated with Israel. That's awesome. He said, this is the greatest faith I've ever seen on the earth. That's awesome. Now, when Jesus said, this is the greatest faith I've ever seen, a guy like me listens up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like whoa, whoa. What, <laughs> What's what caused that faith? Yeah. And and it's this, it's this, the guy recognized Jesus was under authority, therefore he had authority. Yeah. So the secret to your command working is that you're under authority. So God's not my head butler. I am in submission to his leading and his will, and that's what makes it work, see? So I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast and there is a need for miracle healing in in your own body or in someone around you, um, begin to go ahead and intercede, talk to the Lord about it, but then switch to commanding and command it to leave. COVID disease, I command you to leave this body in Jesus' name right now. Lungs, I command you to open up right now in Jesus' name. Uh, You know, you could go with muscle. I command you to be released right now in Jesus' name. Uh, you, You spirit of depression, I command you to leave right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. See, so you're gonna use your commanding authority because you're under authority. And if you'll start practicing that, I believe you'll see a greater consistency um, in the results. Thank you for joining us today. ALC is moving forward and we are having in-person services. Join us at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings for worship, teaching, and fellowship. Community has been our lifeline during the pandemic and our house churches are continuing to meet. For more information about our services, live streams, and house churches, please visit our website at Abundant.us.